1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Rangers stay top and keep yet another clean sheet But it comes at a cost with injuries to Morelos and others Duffy does the business on his Celtic debuts The Hoops put five past Ross County And Jim Goodwin's not a happy man As coronavirus hits St Mirren just about get a goalkeeper in in time to face Hibs I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Alex Ray and Hugh Evans. Get ready for a monathon Should Ryan Edwards be facing... Retrospective action over that tackle And Alfredo Morelos What was Willie Collum looking at When Hibs were keeping them out And putting them in the net Against St Mirren By use of illegal means And did the SPFL lack compassion When it came to St Mirren And the vexed question Of three missing keepers Where there is disharmony And discord Let me bring conciliation And arbitration Over the next two hours yeah, good weekend again, Gordon. The old firm banging in goals for fun. Aberdeen now five wins on the bounce in all competitions. Hibs continue their good form with a win at St Mirren. And the Aki's rack up an important win away to Livingston. Mother will get the first win also. And I'm sure we will be discussing the odd refereeing. Howler! <laughs> 0141-951-1025 Forget what Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray think about it What do you think about it all? Let us know Or on Twitter At Clyde SSB Hugh, there was something nice uh, A rarity to have all the games on Saturday yes. afternoon Six games 17 goals Emergency goalies Controversial decisions We had it all Emotion Anger Frustration Depression it's all there. I can't wait for the calls. Let's do it. 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. Talk to us. Get it off your chest. What did you make of it at the weekend? Uh, right, though, it is a Monday night, so before we do anything, let's dish out the most prestigious awards in football. Kick us off with your weekly result of the weekend. I'm going for a Hamilton Ackies 2-1 win at Livingston. They must trade on trampolines at the New Douglas Park, the way they keep bouncing back. Everyone says they're down and out every season And they keep having results like mm. that one Just pluck them out the air Well done Brian Rice Traditionally, well, over the last couple of seasons I should say Not an easy place to go as well But Livy mm. having their, their difficulties at home Fair enough, that's a not a bad shout Alex, result of the weekend I'm going to go for uh, Motherwell's uh, first win uh, of the season It was so important Gordon So that they kind of kept within the bunch They're still bottom of the table I'm saying that with a smile I on noticed that I noticed But anyway that. It was an important one And uh, you know Three points Gives them something to build on Right we've been arguing about this In the office yeah. Goal of the weekend I think you were spoiled for choice And I think you've <laughs> You've made some questionable choices um, But it's not up to me What was your goal of the weekend? Listen Honourable mentions for Everyone from uh, McCrory Aberdeen Shane Duffy And that emotional first goal for Celtic Etc etc Scott Arfield at Ibrox However Every now and then a wizened old hack has to acknowledge the up and coming. Kyle Monroe of Hamilton Aggies stepped forward, a bullet header, magnificent. I was actually going to go for that, Gordon, until I realised that Hugh was going for it. I thought it was a brilliant header. It was on his debut as well, Hugh, yep. which is also important. I'm going to go for Ross McCrory because he's not known for his goals. Just to pip Campbell because I love the way his tenacity Campbell to beat the guy. Rifle it in the bottom corner And get his team three points But I'm just going to go with McCrory Purely for the point of view As it was a more difficult take mm -hmm. Have volley Left footer 
If you're like me And from my part of the world And you also cannot believe That Alan Campbell Has been overlooked For goal of the weekend <laughs> You can feel free To tweet us Or call us Let us know If you think the guys Have got any of those wrong That's the result And the goal Of the weekend uh, What about Your howler Of the weekend It doesn't have to be About referees But I've got a feeling It might be oh, I, I can't overlook Willie Collins. Okay um, Ryan Porteous Has the look Of the guiltiest man In Scottish football <laughs> On his face And uh, Willie hasn't seen him Handle the ball With Not one But two hands And then Martin Boyle At the far post Puts the ball in With his arm And uh, another goal Is conceded Just to make Jim Goodwin's day So the next time I get a prediction Horribly wrong I'm going to use The Willie columnism I was unsighted Just the two hands ref How often did you hear that shout Alex <laughs> That, that, that I, little I, passive aggressive one Just I, to remind the referee it. Just I, the two hands Yeah I love it uh, I was actually looking at Willie as well I think when you look at both instances It was uh, rather poor But I just thought that Kevin Clancy Missing uh, the tackle on um, Alfredo Morelos uh, I said instantaneously after the event That it was a horror tackle And uh, I still stand by that 01419511025 I don't even think we need to elaborate on that with Alex Because I've got a funny yeah. feeling that we might Between now uh, and 8 o'clock But whatever is on your mind from the weekend Every team in the Premiership was in action So something must have caught your eye And we want to hear from you 01419511025 Let's start with that game at Ibrox Stephen Gerrard says Rangers still need to be more clinical Despite another win and a clean sheet He's refusing to criticise Ryan Edwards For the challenge on Morelos But... He does say he'd be interested to see what the referee would have done if the Colombian had made the same tackle. We're not relentless yet. I think if there's one one criticism or area where we can improve, it's to be more clinical and more ruthless. Today we showed signs, and you know we could have went on and got four, uh, sorry, five and six. Um, but if you look at the games collectively, uh, once we get Itten 100%, Ruth 100%, Alfredo 100%, then I think it could be interesting. To be fair to Dundee today, it's the first team that really come to Ibrox this season and had the right goal. You know, that helped us in many ways because, you know, when we won the ball back, they were open and we obviously went and caused them a lot of problems. But we can't have it both ways. You know, we can't be aggressive and front foot and be this bolder back and entertaining team and not give anything away. So we did give a few moments away today. They had the crossbar, John had to make a save. But we've managed to break a record so the players deserve praise rather than criticism. And I don't want to uh, make any headlines and say a kid should have got this and should have got that. I don't want to be that type of a manager. But what I would say is I'd be very interested to see what the decision would have been from the officials if it was the shoes on the other foot and it was Alfredo who made that, that tackle. He doesn't want to make headlines, Hugh, but he's made headlines. Yeah, I said on Saturday, so I'm not being wise after the event. I said immediately on Saturday after I heard it, I find that a strange comment to make. You know, you can say what you have to say about Edwards and Morelos, but you don't need to invent a scenario where uh, what would happen if it was Alfredo Morelos. Um, we don't need invented scenarios. We've got enough scenarios of our own to be going on with. However, the other point to be made from the match, they absolutely battered Dundee United. Um, it could have been anything you like. I've rarely seen a team... Who were just uh, turned over mm. in that way And I, I do think that Never mind Morelos uh, Or Ryan Kent I think uh, Kamar Roof looks a natural predator 
I mean Dundee United had a couple of sniffs Alex he hit the yeah. bar and, and Shanklin Shankland, passed yeah. up a good chance as Stephen Gerrard alludes to um, do the football for his first then because I'm, I'm sure we will uh, take a few comments on the Morelos incident what about the, the game the performance the good things yeah, the bad things I, I, I thought overall Gordon I thought Rangers dominated throughout the, the proceedings uh, I thought there were some really strong performances I think defensively they looked very very strong even though they passed up a couple of opportunities uh, I thought Stephen Davis was absolutely immense um, for a guy who's uh, just completed his 119th cap playing two back-to-back games uh, during the week he's understanding the game's brilliant Gordon because he puts himself in the right areas keeps things simple uh, and he's looking he can always probe as well so I thought he was excellent and I just thought the rotation and they had to be because I think one of the things coming for the game was the injuries you know that's something of a concern for Rangers uh, and I just thought that you look at Ryan Kent player of the month I just thought it was just the start of things to come for the guy and I think if he continues in the, the vein that he's, he's on at the moment I think he can go and have an absolute outstanding season Right, 01419511025 We're going to cover as many of the weekend's big talking points as possible but if you think we've missed any why not give us a shout on the phones or on Twitter Let's get stuck right in shall we Who's first up tonight? Let's do William who's a Rangers fan in Dorset Hi William Hi guys, how's it going? Not too bad Good. at all William What's on your mind? It's just, it, it's, it's just time and time again, right? There's, there's referees miss too much against the Rangers players. Uh, that tackle against uh, Alfie at the weekend was utterly horrendous. Now, the player had the right to go for the ball. I, don't, I, I, I totally uh, admit that. But when the referee is missing tackles like that, uh, I, I just think it's horrendous. And it's true what the gaffer said. If the ball was on the other foot, you mm. know what I mean? Uh, Alfie's getting sent after that. See the thing about this, Hugh, and I'll... It's, it's maybe a bit early to try and, and bring some sort of calm uh-huh. and sense to 11 minutes past six. The reason that conversation will never go anywhere because the Rangers fans will have a whole list of incidents that they feel Alfredo Morelos has been hard done by in the yeah. past. And by the way, they will be right on some of them. Uh-huh. And the non-Rangers fans will have a list of incidents in the past that Alfredo Morelos has got away with. And they too will be right on some of them. And round and round we go. So whether the shoe would have, what would have happened when the shoe was another foot, I'm not sure how we take that argument anywhere, to be uh, honest. And that's why I said to you, I don't know why Stephen Gerrard had to invent a scenario There was plenty to be uh, gone on about With regard to Ryan Edwards and the challenge on Morelos Let me say straight away I am very, very happy Beg your pardon, just hold on uh, I'm very, very happy that uh, Alfredo Morelos is not seriously injured And In fact, uh, according to Stephen Gerrard He has every chance of playing against Lincoln Red Imps in Europe on Thursday You know... Uh, I hear words associated with the tackle Horrendous And this, that and the other Um, You know As I say I'm very, very happy That the the player is not injured But I don't think it was malicious I think it was a clumsy defender Making a clumsy challenge Mm. And unfortunately Alfredo Morelos was on the wrong end of it Having said that though He ends up with A sort of gouge A hole Call it what you want In his knee And bandaged up And and going off you know, we always talk about the, the wording of the rules about kind of endangering the safety of, of the opponent and so on. So, with that in mind, is it not a red card? Well, for me, as I say, it, it wasn't. It was a clumsy challenge. It should have been a card, a yellow card. Uh, but I will happily wait for the compliance officer who would deliver a verdict tomorrow if a, uh, a verdict is to be delivered on Ryan Edwards. If the compliance officer feels there is a retrospective action needed, 
She will, I would imagine, offer Ryan Edwards a two-game suspension tomorrow. We'll have to wait and see if she does. Alex, you've hinted at it already. You think it was a red? Yeah, yeah, without doubt. And I think you said both words: uh, excessive force. You know, it, I don't think there's any doubt in anybody's mind that the boy got the ball on the follow-through. He catches someone round round about the knee area. He's very, very lucky that his legs not planted. Otherwise, if it's planted, then you have. Uh, Hyperextend the back of your knee gone And then what ultimately happens is you do your ligaments So he managed to get his leg out of the way Do you, think that, do you think that did happen? And by this is where these are so difficult I am not trying to take any blame away from Ryan Edwards What I'm, what I'm wondering is it's I don't think we see too many challenges like that one Where it's it, it's a sort of It's a kick of the ball yep. if you like and, and then the it's a kind of upwards motion Rather than a Rather than a challenge, if you like, rather than a, a stamp, or rather than you know, yeah. with, the, with the weight going forward. Again, I'm I'm not saying that makes it not a red, but it, I've not seen many like that no, in the last couple of seasons. It, it was a bit unique in that respect, Gordon, when you kick the ball in and there's that on the follow through. Uh, but under the ter- interpret- interpretation of excessive force is force and endanger an opponent. That most certainly comes under that bracket because the guy's getting stretched off, and as I said, if his legs planted, he's most certainly doing his knee ligaments. Uh, and again that's a year well, I mean, We don't know that though That's the no, thing believe that, 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 me. I, I, I'm, no, hold no, on. I'm only talking about my experience Gordon In terms of If, if that's planted mm-hmm. I think he does his knee I bow to your superior experience Of having been there But I just mean in terms of Trying to predict the future Based on something that didn't happen I'm not sure whether that Well I've actually done my ligaments By, by my leg being planted No I, I get that But not those two scenarios Aren't always going to be the same They're not always yeah. going to have The same outcome um, William I take it You're, you're more on, on Alex's side of things Than Hughes oh, 100% 100% So Hugh You said Stephen Gerrard Was inventing a scenario He called it as he seen it No but He the, called it as he seen no, it No no, I, no I, I think I, I, I know it's semantics However He didn't see that He was saying What would have happened If the boot had been On the other foot And Alfredo Morelos Had challenged Ryan Edwards Therefore he was Inventing a scenario And as I say We had enough trouble Going on with With the tackle Involving Ryan Edwards And Morelos And we'll see if the SFA Wish to take it further But he was not calling it As he saw it Because that didn't happen Because by the way He maybe is right The the bottom line is I don't know know. I just don't know Yes Morelos Has been hard done by In the past And yes Morelos Has got off with things In the past If Kevin Clancy Has overlooked something Then it is for the SFA's Mm. Compliance officer to correct that omission However if the SFA decide that there, is, there is no omission to be corrected Then I'm afraid that Everyone has to put up with that William did you notice the severity of it at the time um, You know, Granted we maybe were a bit distracted But we had the game on And it was one of those where I don't think people really noticed how bad it was Until we saw the replays And then when you watch the Ranger And again that's not to say that it doesn't mean it's a red um, the Rangers players round about They don't even seem to To kind of claim or anything At the time Did you notice straight away That it was a bad one? So what, what I've seen Is obviously the players Entailed to go for the ball Big, big Edwards Fantastic big defender He went for the ball It looked as if He did hyper extend The knee slightly i seen that And then Alfie Took a couple of steps Pain kicked in And then he dropped And his horn was up there And you knew then It was it was bad But when they showed you Showed you the pictures Obviously the big gouge he's, It was a gouge just above the Top right His kneecap That was that was pretty naughty Right And I think if, if They're going to offer uh, Edwards a two game suspension As you have just said there mm. Right I think the referee should potentially Get a suspension For missing that Because he misses a lot Against Rangers He misses a lot When the bad tackle Is going against Rangers And we can't deny this mm. Right The evidence is on the telly Can you give me an instance uh, Of any referee Who's been suspended For two games no 
That's because it, that's because a, it doesn't well, happen. Listen, two seconds, guys. Two seconds, right? If they if, if a player puts in a bad tackle, right, he's getting a two game suspension, right? If it goes to the compliance officer, right, fair enough. But if the referee if the referee misses anything, right, or misses a number of different games, misses a number of incidents in different games. Right, what's happened to him? Mm. Nothing. Well, there's no referees left. Well, there's no referees left. That's what will happen. If you're going to Willie call him, then the two incidents at St Mirren is he'd have been banned for two games, and then we'll go down through all the referees, and we'll wake up one Saturday morning, and we'll have no referees. Yeah, I mean, this is this is Glasgow in a nutshell. I know there's an underlying thing there on social media, and then there's a little bit there of it in William that that Kevin Clancy. This is maybe because it was against Rangers, and he doesn't like Rangers. And uh, listen, that's that's our currency. That's what happens sometimes. I don't hear too many people suggesting that, that Willie Collum is anti-St Mirren you know, so Mistakes happen But when it's one of Glasgow's big two We, we look for the, the other More sinister explanation Without question uh, And this will go on the whole season long Maybe there is a call out there That thinks Willie Collum hates St Mirren I don't know Maybe, maybe there is and, But, but, we're just I, yet to but hear I repeat For <laughs> William's benefit And the benefit of others If we're going to start advocating Two match suspensions for referees the day will dawn when we will have no referees left. I think there's actually a mechanism in place if a referee has uh, several games in the bounce where he has lowered them, you know, because they have assessors at the match looking over these guys and sometimes they take them out of the firing line. And here is where I find it really difficult, I must admit, when, when we when we try and analyse tackles and then we compare them to other tackles, right? Because yeah. They're all different And some people might think That the previous ones were right And some people would think The previous ones are wrong And in a nutshell 30 seconds apart I've got tweets here So one from Kyle Which says Ask you what the difference was Between Edwards' challenge And Jack's tackle at Aberdeen I think that was Was it two years ago um, Both won the ball first And caught the player In the follow through Hugh said one was a red And one wasn't And then Scotty's on To basically say Oh well Alex Ray wasn't Up in arms like he is tonight When Ryan Bowman did the same thing to Kieran Tierney. Do you remember? Again, you're, you remember it over in the touchline. Similar, Bowman caught Tierney, burst his knee open. Bowman wasn't sent off. As I said of Stephen Gerrard, we have got enough to be going on with, dealing with the ones that happened at the weekend, the ones that we have seen, and the ones that we are trying to comment on without going back through all our yesterdays and digging up tackles that happened two and three years ago. 0141-951-1025 Thank you to William and Dorset What about Kenny and Guruk? Hello Kenny Hello lad Hiya, how, how are you doing? How are we okay? Good, Good. Kenny You well? Yeah fine Yeah I'm not bad at all Good Not man. bad at all uh, Listen the, the show is always do. I love it um, Yeah I, I heard you right after the, the game On Saturday I'd watched the game on the TV uh, And then I don't know if you like Just talking about other programmes But I also watched the uh, football on the TV on BBC and Michael Stewart was of the same opinion as Stu mm-hmm. that um, Stephen Gerrard was out of order by you know making up scenarios which haven't happened um, well I, I tend to agree with um, Stephen Gerrard I think if it had been the other way about and I know it didn't happen right but what I will say for definite if it had been the other way about the papers would have made a lot more of it over the weekend and you know today than what they have done my relish would have been getting hounded, no no doubt about that. He'd have been getting hounded big time. All right, because of his past um, record, and I'm not his biggest fan, by the way, don't start me. I just sold him last year before the season started. I'd rather get serious money from last year. I just sold him because I think it's too much a liability. So don't get me wrong, I'm not his biggest fan, but I do believe in this case, if it had been the other way about, 
he would have definitely been a lot more in the press. When things it? happen to Celtic and Rangers players, it makes a bigger headline because they're bigger profile. And when you have uh, Alfredo Morelos' yellow sheet, then uh, it does tend to become higher profile. Remember, you used the word liability. Steven Gerrard used that word in connection with him in the past as well. So that's the way it is. If you're a Celtic or Rangers player, it's higher profile. It's a bigger deal. Uh, but, as I say, we had enough over the weekend with missing goalkeepers, with... Uh, B- b- goals being awarded and penalties not being given and this, that and the other without the need to say do you know what see if this had happened no, no, no let's just deal with what did happen never mind see if this had happened because that's just taking us down a, a road that we will never reach the end of don't worry I'll write this down though because Hugh Keevans is bound to do that himself soon I know he will and I'll, I'll remember it even though I'm, I'm kind of in agreement I just I just don't know how we prove it Alex that would be the thing I'm sure yeah. off, the three of us in the top, off the top of our heads without even thinking can probably easily come up with times when Morelos has been hard done by and similarly times yeah, when he's times. got away with one yeah. um, I think Kenny's other point is not up for debate Yeah if, if he does it It's certainly more Spoken about in the, yeah. the press Yeah without doubt And I take Hugh's point In terms of the old firm Is most certainly Although, mag- although having said that We are speaking it, about this one Aren't we quite yeah, a bit but, but what I'm saying is Even though there the is uh, Magnified There's no two ways about it There'll be players within Both sets of uh, squads That will be more highlighted And I think Morelos de- Definitely comes under that bracket Yeah um, RRFK23 is on Um Reminding us that he says ex-ref Dermot Gallagher said today it wasn't a red I think that's right, I think I saw that on, but I've always on, on said, Sky I've always this morning yeah, it's, just a, it's just another opinion yeah, as it, he says as I say, Dermot uh, has years and years of experience and, and Alec knows <laughs> Dermot well However, um, what he thinks is no different to what you think or I think He knows a bit more about these things than you to yeah, be well, fair but. Okay, but it's, okay, well he agrees with me then Or I agree with Dermot We... Are in agreement I think you should ref a game This season I think that's what Scottish football Really <laughs> I needs I am what the game needs yes. Kenny final word to you Thanks very much um, I just want a quick thing I thought Rangers performance saw the weekend Was excellent Ryan Kent's in fire He's definitely the most Informed player I've seen this season um, I thought Scott Arfield Done his sell No harm at all With the performance he came He had when he came on I thought he was Absolutely brilliant Steve Davis Was the everyone Man of the match but throughout the team, I thought we had some great uh, performances mm-hmm. considering we, we lost a player, you know, before the game kicked off, you know, injured in the, the warm-up and then two very early on. Um, and then Barisic, I think he got taken off in case he, he was already on a book and he wasn't too happy with the, the tackle with the boy Edward. So I think he got took off to protect himself there, which I think was a good decision by Stephen Gerrard just to base this at safe side. Yeah, Alex was Kent. Yeah, did he run Stephen Davis close for man of the match? Or? Yeah, I, I actually thought it was a lot of strong performances. I thought uh, Connor Golson was excellent at the back as well. Gordon Summit has a uh, long ranging passing was brilliant. Kenny and Guruk, thank you very much. Good to speak to you as always. Uh, I'm sure we'll get back to Stephen Gerrard because there was a lot to talk about with regards to injuries and the transfer market. So we will get back to that. Let's hear from Neil Lennon next though, after a convincing win against Ross County. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141 Clyde One Super Scoreboard. 
Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans are here It's half past six We're agreeing on absolutely nothing By the looks of it On the phones and on Twitter But that's fine That's the way we like it 01419511025 And Twitter at Clyde SSB Let's hear from Neil Lennon He says Celtic weren't great in the first half Against Ross County But was delighted after the break He believes they'll only get better Yeah a lot of positives You know I thought um, Our first half wasn't great You know We allowed County A little bit too much Room in the in the wider areas We didn't get our distances right And that's okay because we, you know, it's a work in progress. I thought second half we were superb, you know, and um, you know we looked a real threat, looked powerful, and uh, I thought my goalkeeper had a fine game when he was called upon, made some good saves. So that's something we'll need to analyse. But overall, I'm I'm thrilled. You know, we we will get better. I think we can play better, and we will get better as we go along. We got new personnel, and it took us 45 minutes to get the grips of it. And then second half, as I said, we looked far more like ourselves. And, I got excited about you know the way we played. Credit County, the team impressed us and made a real game of it. But we showed real sort of quality and power in the second half. And um, to score five away from home is um, you know it's a great achievement, and I'm absolutely delighted with that. Hey, that's what Neil Lennon made of it. What did Paul make of it as a Celtic fan on the line? Hi, Paul. Yeah, hi Gordon. Hi you. Hi Alex. Hello. Yeah, after a bit of shaky uh, first half, even with going two nothing up. I thought the second half they were they, they played really well. The guy that most impressed me uh, was Shane Duffy. I mean, he had a there's a there's a guy that's come in and done his Ron Seal does exactly what he says in the tin. He's just a big bruiser. Don't care about ball distribution. Don't care about being a wing back. Don't care about being silky. And I thought his goal just epitomised everything he is. Big Julian. Got a, a shock. He was claiming for a penalty, and I <laughs> noticed <think> that. that <laughs> I think. Well, I think that should maybe give Big Julian a kind of wake up call. He maybe needs to toughen up a bit. And I, I, I like Big Julian. Uh, it lets Ayer go forward with the ball, and I think I just thought he was like another captain. He was just powerful, no fancy, an old fashioned defender. I'm just everything I think that we needed. The, the Ron Seal analogy is not bad at all, Hugh, because if. We, we're in the studio If you if you weren't to see The Shane Duffy goal It's exactly what you would expect Where he yeah. just bulldozes Everyone in front of him Including Christopher Iyer Who's still on the floor Complaining that he wants a penalty Once the ball's in the back of the net yeah. um, it, it was exactly the type of goal You would expect Well Paul I think is representative Of all the Celtic supporters Who have Shane Duffy down As an iconic figure After one game In fact he was an iconic figure Before that one game started uh, so now I feel slightly sorry for Shane Duffy Because all of the Celtic supporters feel the way Paul does And it's a heavy weight on um, Shane Duffy's shoulders However, he's a big enough guy to handle all that um, And I think he has been uh, an inspirational signing Because Paul and the other Celtic players can see uh, This guy is one to have beside you in the trenches Now Celtic should be beating Ross County and Celtic should be beating St Mirren on Wednesday And Celtic should be beating um, Livingston on Saturday And by Saturday afternoon Celtic should be equal on points with Rangers Rangers don't play until Sunday uh, That's what should be happening uh, The real test of everyone's metal will be on the 17th of October What's happening then? Celtic will play Rangers <laughs> in a game of football in the east end of Glasgow uh, And I'm sure that uh, everyone... Can hardly wait for that to happen However As debuts go That's the winner Score a goal on your debut I think he could get more goals uh, In the games against St Mirren and Livingston Because If you're going to have Callum McGregor Throw over 
cross balls like that Shane Duffy is going to wipe out everyone in front of him Including Celtic players uh, And I think he's got more goals in him before the end of the week Gordon, just uh, in the last break Hugh and I were actually talking about He will get a rate load of goals Purely because he attacks the ball As if it's, his life depends on it And uh, you know, when he's joining uh, Celtic There was guys on social media Ex-teammates saying he can head the ball 70 yards This guy attacks the ball with a purpose and as you've seen at the weekend And because of the height advantage And most people in this league If the delivery's there And I think mm. teams will have to Get closer to him Try and kind of stop him getting on Because once he gets going Nothing stopping him Well here's what Neil Lennon Had to say on it He says you know, it was a big confidence boost Also happy with the other new signings Encouraged by David Turnbull's Brief cameo as well Yeah I mean He, uh, he had the two games for Ireland I think which would have done him The world of good Because um, he hadn't played much football Same with a jetty You know a jetty needed the, the run out And Great striker school, but um, I think Shane, you know, we all know what the club means to him, but the scoring is debut. And I think after the goal, he just looked peerless after that. You know, he looked outstanding. I think I'd give him a lot of confidence. You know. um, so he's getting used to us, our style of play, and we're getting used to him, but yeah, it's been a good day's work for him. I'm pleased to see David coming off the bench as well. Delighted, yeah, good player. You know, I think he showed some nice touches, so did Sorrell when he came on, so good player. and. Um, like we've, I think we've done good business in the window um, and if we don't bring any more in and hopefully don't lose any more you know, I'll be really happy with what we've got Paul the first clip we played from Neil Lennon spoke about Barkas making good saves and, and, and that was credit to him but you, you could kind of tell from Neil Lennon's next line that he was a bit disappointed that he had to make those saves as bizarre as this might sound after a 5-0 win did, did Ross County perhaps get a few more sniffs at goal than you would be comfortable with? Yeah, I think they did, uh, and I think that's to go back to him. I think that's precisely why they need somebody like Shane Duffy uh, to maybe give the other two a, a bit of a shock. I mean, I like Big Julian, but he's a bit too sulky sometimes for the Scottish League. He doesn't like getting ruffled up. Uh, I think I I worries me. I, I like him when he's bombing forward. That was when he came as a midfielder, but. Really, I, I don't see him being any better than Boyata at the back. He's just you're just always waiting for him to dive in. But I think as the game went on, I, you actually saw it. It was actually Duffy was talking them through it. He was talking. He was like the he was like the guy who'd been there for years, uh, and they seemed to tighten it up a bit in the second half. I also really liked Kamala when he came on. Apart from missing his sitter, I think Kamala offers something different uh, than we've got. Uh, David Tumble did he do a lot he just came on he was he, he was fine but no I, was, I thought it was a good performance but again it's Ross County it's not a great team well tougher test will lie ahead I think that's fair but you can only beat what's in front of you that's what they always say isn't it thanks to Paul let's quickly move on to Brian and see what he made of it uh, good evening lads hello Brian. listen I just want to quickly say I became a granddad on Saturday. Oh, so congratulations, Brian. Thanks very much. Hugh Evans in particular will be delighted for you. Yes. Yeah. Me and Hugh, me and Hugh, but a grander. Anyway. What's the name, so, Brian? Alia, her name is. Brilliant. A new listener as well. Aye, right. she's listening. <laughs> she's attentive. Congratulations. She's hope, every, hope everything's going well. Aye. But anyway, on to football. I think it's really quite indicative of how Celtic's season will go panning out when they're not happy with winning 5 nothing away to Ross County. And when I say not happy, we're happy with the, with the finish-up, with the result, but with the tweaking and the the, the, the the new personnel coming in, it's understandable 
that Celtic are not absolutely settled. You know, um, but Ross County is not. They were near mugs on Saturday, and they they went out. They tried to play football, and their one touch football at times was was good, really good. And but for great saves, and I believe they hit the post. I thought it mm-hmm. was. Or they yeah, certainly twice, had it yeah. once anyway. It could have been a very much a different story, as in goal wise. But I think on on the ninety minutes, five nothing is not a fair reflection to Ross County. But what I'm really pleased about, and I, I'd say that he is on Friday. Um, you know, Shane coming in, it's it's a, a Henrik Larson type. I don't mean he's going to score all the goals and he's not going to. It's the right player at the right time in his career at the right club. That is, you know, the boys had it steeped in him for the day he was born. Celtic, Celtic, Celtic. Same as the fans, he's got that. But he's got the ability to go and be a great... Now, I, I will agree with you, and this really feels strange to you. You mm. and I normally have a wee thing. He's, he's on a hiding to nothing now because he's had a Roy the Rover start. He scored the goal. He's, every fan's dream to play for Celtic, he's living that dream right now. What I'd say is just let the guy become what he is. He's a leader on the park. He takes the pressure off Bruni, allowing allowing for the fact that two centre-backs scored and three forwards scored on Saturday. I was delighted. But again, when I, I, I do what you guys, I look back and I, I take off the green glasses and I go, right, we could have done something better there. We could have, he could have been in a better position. He could have worked harder. So to be a little unhappy about winning five nothing away is championship. In summary, in summary, Celtic are doing precisely what they should be doing, uh, and did what precisely they should not have done at Kilmarnock. They dropped points at Kilmarnock because of a very poor display. They are wiping the floor with others, uh, and that's the way it should be. And it should be that way against St Mirren, and it should be that way against Livingston on Saturday. So in summary. We're just ticking off the dates on the calendar until we get to the 17th of October and then we'll see what's what. Right, Brian, we'll let you get back to the new grandchild. Congratulations again, that was Brian um, on the line. Just something I want to mark your card about away from football. If you, and many of you will be, um, are listening from one of the seven local authorities in Glasgow in the West where the additional restrictions on indoor meetings and household meetings, um, that's going to be extended by at least a week and will be reviewed again Tuesday 22nd of September So the news will be coming up in about 20 minutes You can uh, keep an ear out for that But just to mark your card on that one With regards to football um, Stephen Gerrard is going to dip into the transfer market Or he wants to Four injuries picked up on Saturday What do you think he needs? Give us a call 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans Here with me Gordon Duncan It's Monday night's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Which means we've got quite a few talking points Because every team in the division played in the top flight And uh, there was no short of drama or controversy as always So keep the calls coming If you think we've missed something Pull us up for it That's what we're here for 0141-951-1025 Um Weirdly, a lot of the the talk at Ibrox at the weekend was about injuries and, and players who either couldn't play or couldn't finish the game. Uh, Stephen Gerrard says he wants to move quickly in the transfer market after four players picked up injuries on Saturday. Uh, he gave a bit of a fitness update after the game. Rangers fans, what do you think needs to happen in the transfer market going forward? 
Leon's felt a bit of tightness in his quad. Hopefully we've got to that one early. We had the choice to take a risk with that, but there was no need because Phil was ready to come in. So that happened before the game, but it wasn't ideal. We had to adapt and bring George into it. Ryan Jack's got a calf problem that we'll need to scan to see the extent of that. Brandon Barker's clearly done a hamstring. Normally there at least a couple of weeks. And obviously Morelos has got a gash on his knee. Uh, from the side, I was worried and concerned because it looked a lot worse than just a gash. So I think he's come away and he's a lucky boy. Thankfully, it's only a gash and that should give him an outside chance uh, for Thursday, all being well. The doctor's confident if you know we manage it right over the next two, three days, he might have a chance for Thursday, but it certainly didn't look like that. Um, so yeah, you know, I'm going to go away from this game concerned about injuries. I've been really clear that we need to add. So I think we need to maybe try and accelerate that because going off what I've just seen in the treatment room, uh, there's definitely going to be two, if not three, missing for a couple of weeks. So we need to add pretty quickly uh, so our numbers are OK. And then in terms of the squad strength and how happy and content I am, you best ask me that question on October the 6th. Alex, is it safe to say that the Jack and Barker ones looked the most serious because they yeah. were the kind of muscle injuries and particularly Jack's no in fact both of them no, not, yeah. not coming into contact with a player just a muscle yeah it looked as if uh, his calf had gone again you can sometimes catch it early Gordon uh, and there's different grades uh, Brandon Barker was trying to run the, the fullback uh, and pulled up with his hamstring so there was a bit of an issue at the weekend Balligan looks as if they may well have caught it you know when you're going into a game Gordon you're doing the warm up and you're not really extending too much he just feels something So they may well have caught that Early enough that it won't be A prolonged one Pacey players get that Don't they Because see when the pies Come out here on a Saturday Hugh Keevens almost Pulled his hammy on Saturday When it's even The wee chilli pies He likes them <laughs> The McGee's pies He moves do. You'll never see a turn of pace <laughs> Like this honestly A, a forearm smash on Wilson And then grab the pie I, I'd like to have heard From the, the money man At Ibrooks on Saturday night When uh, yes. Stephen Gerrard Went on The way he did Because You know Because players are Going to be out For two weeks Is that Really the reason to dive into the transfer market Rangers have got a, a very, very good squad Like Celtic, they bring on a, a beauty parade Of one multi-million pound signing after another uh, When it, they are making substitutions I know the pressure on Steven Gerrard is great because if Celtic win 10 in a row Steven Gerrard's back down the road in Merseyside That said though They've been looking for a midfielder all along absolutely. Haven't they before yeah. any of this Yeah so. without doubt Gordon uh, I think they've been linked to a couple of guys Lindstrom at Sheffield United Who's playing against Wolves now And the boy Daniel Johnson uh, Who's a tidy footballer as well at Preston So But you you, you have to prize him away And that would cost money I think uh, Daniel Johnson's into the And, and both of them are in the last year of their contract How do you keep everyone happy Alec? You're going to have a, a you, you won't need a team bus You need a double decker But I think I think you I think you when you're actually winning the best guys, yeah, don't you? When you're winning games and, and when you look at it as well With these five subs You know you, you can use that bit more Give them game time But you have to be in a, in a comfortable mm. position Especially like, if, if they're better than what you've got Then keeping people happy Is not really <laughs> as important Well listen uh, Scotty Arfield has well. found it very difficult, Gordon, to get match time that like you say, keep oh. people happy here. The way to do it is, is come in and perform like, like he did, did yeah. at the weekend. Yeah. I thought he was excellent. Right, let's bring in George and Rutherglen and see what he thinks of it. Hi, George. Right, guys, so he's getting on, all right? Yeah, all good here. Right, just um, if I can make two points, because I know you're a bit short time, probably. No, you take your time, George, on you go. Um, so you said that uh, just before the call came on, I'm to pull you up for, or pull you up. So the first point is um, those are. Celtic fan and I believe it was Saturday I listened to it in the podcast I couldn't listen to it live at the time I was going about how you know Celtic was playing and all, once again talking about the Rangers and um, he made out that we don't really have any saleable assets or 
not get any saleable assets the way Celtic have. Um, and I don't think he's really took him to task good enough, to be honest with you. He did talk the fact that Morelos was um, linked to Lille, and there was a £16 million bid actually placed. Mm-hmm. Um, we folks, we've got saleable assets at Ibrox. Now, I can name three the now that I've, I would think would bring in close to £50 million. Um, and if you want to be a kind, maybe 40 to 50 But left-back is worth a few bob. Ryan Kent is worth a few bob. And so is Morelos. There's three right away. George, George I, don't, I don't think you'll get any disagreements from anyone in here. I think the point the guy was making was something along the lines of Celtic can get more money for theirs than Rangers can because they've sold players for big money in the past and they've played in the Champions League and so on. From memory, you, Hugh, Hugh didn't really entertain it very no, much. From memory, you, If you recall... George or go back over it and listen again I said that I find this a very peculiar call I don't know where you're coming from at all uh, and you know if you go back and listen you'll find out I said that to the Celtic caller I just find it amusing that Celtic and Rangers callers go on and on about how much their players are worth uh, you're going to clear the place out at Ibrox and clear the place out at Celtic Park then you'll have, you have nothing to argue over because all your best players will be somewhere else what about potentially coming in the way then, George? Stephen Gerrard speaking there about you know injuries and, and wanting to go back to the transfer market and so on. What's your own take on all that? Who's just contradicted himself there because he's saying that we'll be buying any more players, we'll, we'll have too many. You know what I mean? But what, what what I was the point I was trying to make is if, if people are going to make points like that, then I mean, when was the last time Celtic in the Champions League for a start? There are sell by assets around just above a few bob because we're getting better. We're not that team we were four or five years ago. Yes, we need to bring players in. Yeah, definitely. My main worry is is that Rangers really are getting all the plaudits at the moment because they're playing some good football. But Celtic haven't played that great, and they won. They can win their two games in hand and go top of the league. And my worry is it's because Rangers aren't taking chances. That was my second point. We're no taking our chances we're no burying teams when we should we're 2-0 up against Hamilton at half time we should have murdered them right excuse the phrase but you know what I mean by that um, also Dundee United should have been easily 6 or 7 um, Celtic won their two games in hand they cannot go they, 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 you know, they're already above us in goal yeah win them by I mean? one or more yeah yeah yeah. so that's my main worry as much as we're playing well signing our champions and I hate saying it is that they're still ticking along and if we're going to break away and get away from Celtic apart from beating them no for them games we need to start putting teams away and we've no done it under Gerrard since he's been there we need to learn to take our chances put teams away and then we should be about four or five six goals ahead of Celtic now so when Celtic win their games in hand at least they can do is just get on, on well, their Well first of all you say that the Rangers are getting the plaudits and you're worried about it so Heaven help us if Rangers don't get the plaudits and how you'll feel then. No, I think and George means though in the sense that he feels like Rangers are, are really are really playing well and yet still Celtic could go ahead of them because of the goals scored. I don't think it was necessarily all about the it, plaudits. It's the unique nature of the season. Both Celts, uh, sets of supporters, Celtic and Rangers, are next door to demented over this. And the, the calls are reflecting that. I did not contradict myself. I said, why is it that Celtic and Rangers supporters go on about he's worth this and he's worth that? Surely you want them at your place, not at somebody else's place. So for me, it's this unique season that we have and I don't think that people uh, are able to calm down. I think think George speaks on behalf of Stephen Gerrard as well, yes. Alex. He's, he's made the point. This isn't a secret, you know, that he wants to, to do more. I wonder how... 
How does that square with a with a four nil win, for instance? You know, yeah. George is saying it should have been five, it should have been six, or you know, whatever it was. And yeah, maybe he's right, but when you've won four nil, it's kind of hard to be too yeah, critical, I, isn't it? Yeah, I've been there before, Gordon. When you know, they they, they had so many opportunities at the weekend. I, I think you know, a four nil, you can give them a little bit of slack. But if you go back to the games prior to that, you know, Hamilton and Kamarnock. You're looking at them being a wee bit more aggressive. I think it was Ellie Dos who, against Hamilton in particular, two goals up within 15, yeah. 20 minutes. Then all of a sudden it stays that. So there is a, a frustration because there has to be that hunger and desire to kick on and score more goals within games. And that way, it kind of it spreads confidence throughout the, the squad as well, Gordon, because people are getting on the, the score sheet. So, um, but. You know, in terms of the overall performance at the weekend, I thought it was as good as I've seen mm. so far for Rangers this year. Rangers have got 31 games to play, Celtic have got 32 to play, and everyone is shaking like a leaf. And it's because of the, the season it is. George, good to speak to you. George and Rutherglen takes us up nicely to this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Right, what about you St Mirren fans Or fans of any other team Because I'm sure you've all been interested What a weekend it was What do you make of that situation Should the game have gone ahead St Mirren Three goalkeepers out With coronavirus restrictions uh, Jim Goodwin wasn't happy What did you make of it But after We'll do that after Sorry we play Beat the Pundit So step up to the plate right now If you fancy it 0141 951 1025 Take on Hugh or Alex Answer as many questions Right as you can And win a signed ball It's that simple The lines close at 7 o'clock We'll also be quick Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans and Alex Ray here with me Gordon Duncan on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard it's a uh... Time for Beat the Pundit But just to quickly recap What we've discussed In the first hour In case you missed it As many of the weekend's Big talking points as we can Kicking off with events At Ibrooks. Lots of your comments Surrounding that challenge On Alfredo Morelos um, We heard from Stephen Gerrard Wanting more signings as well So if you have any thoughts On them Keep them coming Neil Lennon happy With Celtic's second half And Shane Duffy In particular Want to hear from you St Mirren fans And anyone else Who's got an opinion Because I'm sure Many of you do Incredible Incredible turn of events In Paisley at the weekend Three St Mirren keepers Unavailable for the match Due to coronavirus restrictions They had to go out In the morning of the game And sign Bobby's Lamal From Hearts We're going to hear from A very unhappy Jim Goodwin And hopefully we'll hear from you as well After this With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online The Scottish Sun.co.uk Slash football Always something good about Monday nights Beat the Pundit It's a clean slate I think the, the Pundits won the week Last week But a chance for the listeners uh, To kick this one off In style with Gary and Bailiston How's it going Gary? How are you doing? Not bad How are you? Are you well? You alright? Oh he's not alright He's far from alright He's just gone He's disappeared <laughs> He's hung up on me He's very not alright Cold feet or Technological Technical. difficulties Technical. Would yeah, you say? Yeah. Yeah. He sounded yeah. confident Yes that's the thing about the Nokia, Hugh You can slag it all you want Great signal Great reliability yeah, Battery yeah. never goes They sent me some other message today About watching some video or something Oh On the Nokia? Want to share it with the group? Oh well I'll need to find it first <laughs> Don't Just in case it's one of one no, of those no, videos No, no, no It's one of those uh, <laughs> Did that send you it by any chance? <laughs> you want to keep Updated Oh forget it uh, here, um, come here, come here. Gary keeps disappearing actually Producer Dan's trying to get him back yeah, if he doesn't answer, we're going to have to just reopen the lines or something. Hello, Hugh. 
From video calling loved ones to <laughs> binge watching the latest box sets, millions of customers have been using their phones more than ever before. Let's take a look at how your award-winning network has what been is going there on to here? keep you connected with what's your latest network right. spotlight video here. This show has just plunged to new depths as Hugh Evans is reading out his text that he's receiving from EE or O2 or whoever his network provider is. I think uh, Gary has his phone's died or something, so we're just going to get a backup. A contestant lined up That's the beauty of Beat the Pundit Is it always rings You know the, the lines go mad For it every night So there's always someone else Alan in Springburn How are you Alan? Yeah good See Alan This will be that fairy tale story Like the player Who was never meant to play And got a call up At the last minute And scores the winner That that's This is you on Beat the Pundit tonight Yeah possibly Good I like it <laughs> no right pressure, No Alan. pressure Let's find out Sounds full of enthusiasm You can always blame it On the lack of preparation If it doesn't go to plan Heads it's Hugh Keevans Tails it's Alex Ray and it's heads It's Hugh Keevans Up against Alan From Springburn So um, I'm going to give Hugh some clay too To listen to Oh there's Gary phoning back You're going to get Gary on tomorrow Producer Dan You're going to have to square him up There's Gary phoning in Poor Gary Right uh, Hugh Keevans can go to clay too Just so that he doesn't hear your attempt Alan You should know the score But just in case 30 seconds Answer as many questions right as you can And if you don't know it You're more than welcome to just pass And move on Okay yeah. Good man. 30 seconds on the clock. Your time starts now. How many goals has Albion Ayeti scored for Celtic? Three. Who got the winner for Motherwell on Saturday? Uh, Alan Campbell. Which player made his 250th Rangers appearance on Saturday? James Tavernier. Who won the Best Player Award at the 1986 World Cup? Platini. Which side are currently second in the Scottish Premiership? Hubs. How many players were sent off in last night's PSG Aye. Marseille game? Which side are nicknamed the Buddies? St. Mum. Who was the Scotland manager before Stevie Clark? Yeah, I Who won the 2010 Scottish Cup? Uh, St Johnston. Okay, okay, let's bring Hugh Keevans back. Hugh, he might have only had 10 seconds to prepare, but Alan ain't bad. Oh, Let well. me tell you. So it's you who's under pressure. In other words, prepare yourself for the worst. Same questions to you. 30 okay. seconds on the clock, your time starts now. How many goals has Albina Yeti scored for Celtic? Three. Who scored for Motherwell on Saturday? Alan Campbell. Which player made his 250th Rangers appearance on Saturday? Who won the Best Player Award at the 1986 World Cup? Um, pass. Which side are currently second in the Scottish Premiership? Uh, Hibs. How many players were sent off in last night's PSG Marseille Five. game? Which side are nicknamed the Buddies? Uh, St Mirren. Who was the Scotland manager immediately before Stevie Clark? Um, Levine. No, <laughs> Alan, do you think you've got him? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, were no hesitating. They were, they were, they were on the easier side, but you—they're only easy if you know them. Is that's what really annoying phrase that people say when it comes to quizzing? Uh, right. How many goals has Albina Yeti scored for Celtic? Three. You both got it. Alan Campbell scored for Motherwell. You both got it. James Tavernier, two hundred and fifty. You both got it. Three all out the traps on fire. Until question four None of you got it The 1986 World Maradona. Cup Maradona Maradona oh, the Maradona Come on boys Who did he play for? Yeah, yeah he, had a, he had a quiet tournament Other than that In case you hadn't heard um, Who's second in the Premiership Hibs You both got it How many players sent off I didn't even get anywhere near Finished the question And Alan knew that it was five So after six questions It's five each Brilliant Who are nicknamed The Buddies You both get that as well Six all After seven questions who was the Scotland manager before Stevie Clark? Big Alec. I mean, I said immediately before Stevie Clark, Craig Levine was about 10 years before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it is Alex McLeish. So Alan 
takes it And he even had time for the last question But he didn't get it Who won the 2010 Scottish Cup? Uh, you were four years out I think Alan You said St Johnson It was Dundee United um, And you, you Would you have got that If you'd got that far 2010 yeah, Probably not No The only thing is I remember The night that, that the Dundee United Won the World Cup 2010 So this would have been One of my first ever Seasons working on On Super yep. Scoreboard And we had our end of season Night out in the whole Wong That night and Hugh Evans had been at the game But he had somehow been caught up In, in the post-match celebrations And well, let's just say he came, he came in looking And he had the Dundee United strip on He had face paint He had all sorts going on I met uh, a female reporter Who shall be nameless Who's a massive Dundee United fan And she and I celebrated lavishly And I ended up She gave me a Dundee United strip I think I know who that was well, It's, it's, not, it's not Lorraine Kelly In case you're wondering My, my lips are sealed Anyway Alan Hello, Hello Sheila Alan 10 <laughs> yeah. seconds notice You get the call up And you win In convincing fashion Against Hugh Keevans Hold on a minute 7-6 I know Well it was, a, it was still impressive That's a proper contest I, I congratulate I you I congratulate you Alan But that was a proper contest Ah Definitely, thank you Brilliant Alan, well, well done, done to you Alan. The sign ball's on its way to Springburn Alan was good Yeah, yeah very good Hugh was good as well But Alan yeah. was better uh, well, did you see the PSG Marseille game last no, night? No, 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 no. I seem to have lost the plot. I mean, obviously there are, you know, the allegations of racism from Neymar, and that's that's not that's not laughable in any way. It's no. extremely serious. The rest of it's pretty funny because um, it's just always good to, especially from afar. Of course. You know, and, and I like it when it's not our game, Hugh, because you don't have to worry yourself. You know, people you always hear that line about oh scenes we don't like to see. Let's be honest. I've seen it quite a lot A lot of people like to see When it's not well, your team And you don't need to worry about it You see when I mentioned the, Earlier on to a caller On the subject of Freddie Morelos That players High profile players Get big headlines So Out of the five sent off In the mayhem Only one name Getting mentioned over and over again That's Neymar yeah, like the, other, the other four are getting off lightly And like I say I know there's a, a real serious allegation yeah. Surrounding that So I don't mean to To make light of that at all But the rest of it Al- Alex was Um Interesting viewing Yeah absolutely And uh, When you consider that PSG That's two defeats in the bounce You know they, I think his, the manager Been on a sticky wicket there Gordon Because They're expected to win that league At a canter most years um, Mac has been in touch with me On Twitter to say Dundee United never won the World Cup Did I say World Cup In 2010 Did I? Well no. Peter Houston Would have know. won the World Cup With them. He just Maybe happened to, He settled for the Scottish Cup And left Gordon, it that. You know they sit there Waiting for That's the fine no, I don't mistake. mind that Oh, so there'll be more than one What I do also like though Is um, The fact that Yeah I must have Because Matthew's been on as well And says I never knew Dundee United Won the World Cup I, I, I was blissfully unaware My apologies um, Mac though He's tagged me in the tweet And he's also Clearly attempted to tag At Clyde SSB But instead he's just tagged Some Japanese Betting account Or some music account By the looks of it So someone's going to be Very confused uh, When they read that notification Anyway Let's get back to the football 0141-951-1025 What did you make of events Surrounding St Mirren at the weekend? St Mirren fans in particular I'd love to hear from you um, But I'm sure everyone else has got an opinion as well Three goalkeepers denied the chance to play Due to either having coronavirus Or having to isolate As a result of being in contact with those who do Bobby's Lamal had to be signed from Hearts Which in itself was Funny Hugh on social media Because the Hearts fans did not take that too well They feel that St Mirren have kicked them When they were down well, that, That's a nonsense Let's kick that one into touch well, right to away To be fair though Fans can can feel how they want about well, it And I can feel the way I want about <laughs> it So if the roles were reversed Hearts would have voted for St Mirren to go down 
Oh, I don't. I don't think it's only that. I think you know the, some of the comments made, and there was a lack of sympathy and uh, tweets about John Obika being a heartbreaker and stuff like that. I think there was a bit more to it. Well, people have to govern their game. That's the first point to be made here. People have to govern our game during the COVID nineteen crisis, and I think that Hearts, um, I beg your pardon, Hibbs and St Mirren had to play at the weekend. And my understanding is that there was no request for a meeting of the sides a week on Wednesday, as has been suggested. My understanding was there was no official request for that to happen. And my understanding also is that Hibbs wanted the game to go ahead on Saturday. Now, we have protocols in place and protocols have to be followed. It's very unfortunate on Jim Goodwin and St Mirren that the goalkeepers trained together and that problem arose. But... The SPFL can do nothing about that other than to give them access to the emergency loan procedure, which they followed, and they got Bobby's Lamal. And I make the point again that I made on Saturday. Bobby's Lamal has premiership experience and plenty of it. The third-choice goalkeeper at St Mirren, and nobody knew his name until it appeared in print on Saturday, Peter Sreminski, no experience whatsoever. Of playing in the Premiership Therefore Bobby's Lamal To my way of thinking Is mm. an upgrade On the third choice goalkeeper To be fair And if Jim Goodwin Were here And we're going to hear from mm. him I imagine he would say That's not the point The point is That at 11 o'clock In the morning of the game I didn't have a goalkeeper We then got one Who didn't know anyone's name And, and had to play I mean So re- regardless of how good he is In comparison to the other goalkeepers Is that is that really the point? The SPFL Cannot take a chance They're trying to keep The season going here Um, If you can bear with me I'll read you one quote From Neil Lennon After the game At Ross County He said We can't keep stopping And starting We'll never get the game Off the ground That's what the SPFL Are trying to do They're trying to keep the game In one continuous movement here And they can't take a chance On Let's stage it 10 days from now In case something else happens With regard to COVID-19 And it can't Mm. go ahead then And there's another week lost Right, Hugh doesn't think the game should have been off But I know lots of you out there do So let's hear from you 0141 951 1025 Whatever side of the fence you're on St Mirren fans in particular Anyone else who's got thoughts on it Let's have them right now uh, Alex, what's your own take? Should the game uh, have gone ahead? I, I thought it was very harsh on uh, St Mirren um, Because of what you've just mentioned there Gordon It's okay getting a goalkeeper in A couple of hours before the, the kick-off But the, the preparation's not ideal And uh, But I, again, I can also see the SPFL's stance also Because if they did to put it a couple of weeks down the line and there's an outbreak or you can't get the game played where do you then fit it in down the, the line we really have to just keep rolling with the punches with this Gordon we have to try and play as many games as we possibly can but I do have sympathy, sympathy for Jim Goodwin yeah I mean let's hear from Jim Goodwin I think you, you would have to wouldn't you yeah. um, maybe Hearts fans don't but um, he says he wants answers from the SPFL he says they were shown no compassion thinks it was a lack of common sense he believes the obvious choice was to postpone the match well yeah I mean it was uh, a really ridiculous situation we found ourselves in yesterday and I don't think any of us expected uh, you know, to be forced to play the game we felt that given the circumstances given the fact that we had no other recognised goalkeeper registered at the club um, we felt that the authorities would have seen sense and um, yeah, showed some compassion to our situation but unfortunately that wasn't the case we were told that the game would have to go ahead regardless we as a country need to be trying to publicise our game in a positive light and I think we would have been the laughing stock of world football if we had, have, uh, had a Premier League team having to put an outfield player 
in the sticks for a, a competitive league match. It just it would have been ridiculous, you know. But there is no uh, explanation. I'm hoping that I will be able to speak with uh, the SPFL at some point tomorrow or Monday. Yeah, try and get some kind of an explanation and try and find out why they thought this was okay. If this had been caused by our negligence or by our players doing something stupid and that they shouldn't have been doing, then. You know, I don't think we would have got a great deal of sympathy from anybody. The fact that we as a club have done everything to the letter and unfortunately the lads have picked it up. Yeah, like I said, you know, compassion is the word I'm looking for and that's, I think, something that's just going to miss yesterday. Common sense, I think, is the other best way to sum it up. You know, there was no common sense shown whatsoever. Right, what do you think? Should the game have gone ahead or not? 01419511025. John is a Harps fan from Alloa. What's your take on all of this, John? Ah, he just, uh, you made a, a point earlier on there that uh, created, created a scenario uh, about the tackle on Morelis, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then what does Hugh Keevans go and do about the Hertz? He creates a scenario saying that Hertz would have done the same as the man. It took him only 15 minutes to go back in his, his work. I stand by what I said If the roles had been reversed Then Hearts would have voted for St Mirren to go down and How do you know? Well, How do you know? Because I'm a, a watcher for 50 years of Scottish football At a legislative level Anne Budge is not going to vote To cut her own throat She's going to vote to put St Mirren down That's the way the, the world works Do you know what though? If I can sort of step in as referee I, We are back in one of those where you can't prove that and, and John can't prove it and, and we'll end up going round in circles John as a Harps fan Let me ask you what you thought of Loaning at Bobby's Lamal to St Mirren Any problem with that From a Harps fan's perspective? Big problem Big problem Yeah Big problem In what, w- in what way? At, at because you know the way that Harps have been treated They, they are the, 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 They're a member clubs if you like uh, And I wouldn't have done it. They've done it. Fierce comment, right? I wouldn't have done it. No, I'm telling you that I wouldn't have done it. Hugh Keaton's kind of turn around and say that Ann Budge wouldn't have done it because he doesn't know. But King Hugh, he's always, he's always got to be right. I don't have to be right. I'm just putting the facts to you. Why do you think Ann Budge and Robbie Nielsen agreed to the move then? Well, it's not... How is that a fact, Hugh? It's, it's, not, it's not a fact that Hearts would do that, obviously. No, no, obviously. hold on a second. Ann Budge had to agree to give Bobby's Lamal to St Mirren. John's talking about the relegation of the. No, we've moved, we're so, we've moved we're on. No, but no, you've moved on. You've moved on as usual because you're beat and you know that you're beat. No, I don't know anything of the kind. I don't know anything of the kind. I don't know anything of the kind. I'm telling you, it is my contention, my contention, that no club. Is going to be the turkey who votes for Christmas They're going to vote for self-preservation And if you don't believe that You're extremely naive What about Jim Goodwin's take there Hugh About sort of you know compassion Common sense I all understand these things. that compassion is a great virtue in life However The SPFL have to be cold-hearted About getting this season Ended Look at the trouble we had last season When we were eight games short Scottish football tore itself apart over the row Regarding the calling of the title race And the relegation issue Therefore this season When we still have the pandemic to deal with The SPFL are trying to get things moving continuously That's why if Hibs had agreed To play St Mirren a week on Wednesday The SPFL 
It is my understanding Would have said no Because they can't take a chance In 10 days time And they still have to fit in An Aberdeen Celtic game And they don't have a date for it yet So we have to keep the season Moving as best we can And the get out for St Mirren Was that there's an Emergency Loan Settlement agreed there And all they had to do I'm not saying all they had to do But Mm -hmm. they were allowed to use The emergency loan system And get themselves in a goalkeeper And that's what they did In the shape of Bobby's Lamal Alex Matthews on Twitter saying You know in normal circumstances Three outfield players is unfortunate But three keepers out And still having to play the game Is a joke That's that's obviously the bit that That annoys everyone Or Jim Goodwin in particular Again though It's possible to think Both things isn't it It's possible Absolutely. to feel Really really sorry For Jim Goodwin and, and wish that it had been different But also acknowledge That logistically It might not be possible To keep postponing games Yeah absolutely Gordon And I think you have to take All these uh, scenarios Into consideration uh, I, I, I can't emphasise If I was in Jim Goodwin's position I would most certainly Have wanted it off If I'm in Jack Rossi's position It goes back to Hugh's point I want the game played because I know I've got a better chance because they're bringing in a lone keeper a couple of hours before kickoff. So I understand all the scenarios, but we do have to keep playing the games. Gordon. And I repeat, there was no official request made for the game to be played a week on Wednesday. And my understanding is that Hibbs wanted it played on Saturday. Therefore, well, they would though. People can say that, yeah, you know. Of course, <laughs> exactly. I said to you, turkeys don't vote for Christmas in Scottish football. We'll call this creating a scenario Monday because Matthew says if this happens before the old firm game and Rangers or Celtic lose three keepers, I bet the game gets postponed. I bet you it doesn't because really? the, the, the SPFL can't then be seen to bow to Celtic and/or Rangers. They have to impose the same. <laughs> uh, can you imagine, God? Sorry, Hugh. Can you imagine? That scenario happened prior to the old firm game. Yeah, anyway, think it would play out differently. I know. I know. we criticised creating a scenario earlier. Now I'm going to ask you to do it. <laughs> it's not. A I'm, a, I'm a hypocrite. Uh, the game would have to go ahead because if they if they went on and uh, retur- uh, overturned this uh, kind of situation, it would be an absolute shambles. What if this game had come first? <laughs> well, for the same reason. For the same reason that the SPFL are trying to get. This season to be played to a conclusion 38 games Because can you imagine If we come up short of the 38 games And we have to call Who is it? Celtic for 10 in a row Rangers to stop 10 in a row Do we call the season null and void? That's well, the scenario You're just taking me back to March that, Well exactly That's the scenario The SPFL are trying to avoid And that the loan system was there for St Mirren It's not ideal but the world we live in is not ideal. You do have sympathy for Jim Goodwin, though. I just want people to realise that you do have a heart. As a human being, I have sympathy. He's a nice, nice man, Jim Goodwin. Uh, but we are living in times where compassion had to take second place to the cold-hearted means of getting this season over and done with With 38 games played Alright thank you to John In Alwa What do you think? Hugh thinks it Should definitely have gone ahead Alex Ray is not quite so sure Certainly feels a bit more um, Sympathy for St Mirren What's your own take on it? 01419511025 Good time to get your call in Because we could be speaking to you next And there's a full time teaser as well Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans is in the building King Hugh as he was called in the last uh, call Do you know what he King. liked it didn't he? Oh, I'm, I'm, having having I'm having that Alex. I think it was said with a hint of irony though 
I don't I'm, care I must admit from It's there it. on record yes. King Hugh Right okay um, 01419511025 To join the King I only um, wish to be referred to now As Your Highness <laughs> And Alex Ray as well I want to get a title for you I can, There's a few There's a few on Twitter We'll see if we can use uh, Right let me quickly read your question Before we crack on with The football talking points Full time teaser Now remember The whole point of this is You send the questions in And we try and catch out The pundits with them Between now and the end of the show So at uh, Full time At Clyde1.com Full time At Clyde1.com That's the address uh, That you need um, kind of topical This one I must say it. Uh, I think it was Mikey That sent it in Let me double check that Just in case I've um, Missed it But since the 2000-2001 season Seven players Have played for either Rangers or Celtic And have over 100 appearances For a European country So that's Since the 2000-2001 season Seven players Have played for either Rangers or Celtic and they have over a hundred appearances for a European country. That's Mikey that sent it into full time at Clyde1.com. Over one hundred. Marvin one. Andrews. What part of Europe was he from? Oh, <laughs> Trinidad. Trinidad's yeah, just, yeah, yeah, just yeah, yeah. outside. Okay, but I'm saying, well, can you want me a hundred nodes? <laughs> um, <laughs> well, that, that was straight out of the DL playbook, that one, let me sorry. tell you. Um, uh, Bobo <laughs> No. No. What? What's going on here? Right, okay. Johan Mialbi. No. Useful hand. Getting better, but still no. Right. I said it was topical. Why am I asking you this question? What's even worse here is Alex Ray told us off his own back about this earlier on. Go on, hit me Because I've clearly slipped my mind. Rangers or Celtic players who've got lots of caps for their country. You spoke about it at ten past six. What, Davis? Stephen Davis Yes There we go 119 is it now? 119 yeah Equal and Pat Jennings uh, And the record for an outfield player So Stephen Davis You've got six to get Six other players that have played for Rangers or Celtic Since 2000-2001 And have over 100 appearances uh, For a European country Steve Davis Is the only one you've got Six more to get um, Right Still lots coming in About St Mirren at the weekend Because it's the type of thing That affects everyone Doesn't it Because you know It could be your team Down the line And we've had cancellations Previously um, Alex Is a St Mirren man In Cardonald Alex Quite simply Should that game Have been off at the weekend Looking back on it Gordon I phoned up on Friday We had the debate on Friday The, the game's done now So it's time to move on The the, the thing I would say uh, What we did suffer On Saturday Was from Mr Limelight um, William Collum who missed a blatant penalty. Um, you know, Ryan Portis actually caught the ball, dropped it, stood and looked at him, and then played on in disbelief that there was never a penalty given. At that point, we were 2 nothing down, 10 minutes to half-time. Who knows what that happened? And then Martin Boyle punches the ball into the goal for the third goal. Mm-hmm. Again, Mr Limelight, nowhere to be seen. I mean, is it no time that this guy's retired? Every single week, whether it's St Mern or Hibs, Hearts or whoever, well, no Hearts, there, no the SPFL, um, but you know, every week there's comments getting made about uh, Willie Collum. We've got history with him. He booked Jim Goodwin against Celtic uh, semi-final League Cup 2013. Was one to send him off for a handball in the line that Jim couldn't go out the way. Uh, I think the guy should be retired. As far as Saturday's game. It's done. There's no point having the debate. Now. They can't change it. Can't mm-hmm. rewind the clocks. We need to move on and put a team out against Celtic, um, which will be very difficult on Wednesday. 
Um, but hopefully we get a referee that is fair and balanced and actually can use his eyes to keep up with play. You see, you, you, you use language there like, hope we get a referee who's fair. Now, Willie Collum has had two horrendous mistakes. And like many referees, he'll make horrendous mistakes in the future as well. If you want everyone retired who makes a mistake, horrendous or otherwise, will have no referees left. Now, to say that he's unfair, are you implying or suggesting or alleging that he deliberately did this? Hugh, I'm alleging that as a referee at the highest level in Scotland is an embarrassment. Now, I will retract the word unfair and I will replace it with unfit to do the job. He is no longer fit to do the job for which he's employed. You mean physically job, physically fit? No. Well, he's, obvi- he's obviously um, got problems with his eyesight, Hugh. Because again, 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 steady, Alex, again steady. that's an allegation Keep that you cannot prove. You, you're, you're saying that this man is stealing a living by being a referee when he is uh, impaired when it comes to his eyesight. Is that what you're saying? Uh, do, you, do you know what, though? Look, 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 I, I, I'll, I'll give, a, I'll give Alex decisions. the benefit of the doubt. I, um, Alex, this is one of those phrases that people throw out when they're talking about referees. I, I assume Alex doesn't really mean it. Let's let's not make too, too big a deal out of it. The good thing yes. is, you'll both agree with Alex that they were horrendous decisions. Yeah, and it happens time after time with Willie. And uh, unfortunately, you know, he is at the, the top end of the refereeing spectrum and... You just wonder what he's actually He's not actually seeing the instances Is he putting himself in the right areas Because they are pretty basic standard decisions for me to make Gordon And I, he's getting I like, wrong I just like the look on Ryan Portis's face yeah. here. It's like uh, catching, catching yeah, he's someone as, just... He is as guilty as can be and he knows it But I go back to the point that Alex is making That Willie Collins to be retired And presumably... Alex is not talking about Kevin Clancy because he wasn't at that game but there'll be others who think that Kevin Clancy should be suspended, barred, something else Referee mistakes are like death and taxes to be with us from now until the end of time and if we want referees retired then we will have no referees left Are we cutting Willie Collum any slack or any more slack for the the boil one because it was you know, a bit maybe maybe a bit more congested and it comes a, you know yeah. at, at the back post I don't know maybe I'm maybe I'm clutching but I think I, I, is it fair to say the first one's far more blatant yeah absolutely but when I looked at the second one as well Gordon I paused it just to see where the referee was and he was pretty much in the centre of the goals looking at the instant and again I think it's pretty straightforward you know he's gone up and you can clearly see it hits his elbow so I think it was a pretty straightforward decision to make. Alex, thank you very much for getting in touch. Hopefully we will speak to you soon. That was Alex in Cardonald on 01419511025. Uh, where is that other tweet I wanted to read out to you? Don't tell me I've lost it. There was a tweet there and my apologies then uh, to the tweeter. It was along the lines of Hugh and I'll just quickly scan through and see um, if I can find it so I get the wording. Uh, yeah, there we go, Chris. He says, Hugh's saying they couldn't postpone St Mirren's game at the weekend, uh, but he was fine with Celtic and Aberdeen games being postponed when their players had broken rules. Uh, first of all, I don't think you were. I don't think no, you wanted those no. games to be postponed. Uh, is that a fair comparison? Because I've seen a lot of people um, do it. A lot of people say that. So is that a fair comparison or is it completely different because the Scottish government got involved with Aberdeen and Celtic and didn't get involved here? Precisely. If the If the First Minister... Tells you that game's not taking place What's Neil Doncaster supposed to do? Is he supposed to 
stage a protest outside Holyrood. You know, people are just getting carried away with all of this and they're not listening. We need to get 38 games played by everyone. We need to avoid last season's scenario, which tore Scottish football apart and continues to tear it apart. The SPFL are just trying to keep this ship moving. And I repeat, Hibs did not want a week on Wednesday to be the new date for the match. They wanted it played on Saturday. Therefore, St Mirren had to abide by the legislation, which is you get a chance to bring in a goalkeeper under emergency loan. And they did so. The SPFL are simply trying to keep Scottish football moving. Yeah, Alex, I fully believe we are world champions at at, at, at sort of comparing this and and comparing that and and trying to draw examples. I get from the outside, if you're not looking at any of the detail, you would say Aberdeen and Celtic had games postponed and their players broke rules. St Mirren players didn't even do anything wrong and and yet they had to play. But we we can't ignore the fact that when it came to the the Aberdeen and Celtic games... The government were, were involved at that point Let's be honest If the government hadn't given us this yellow card or whatever, Those games would have gone ahead Absolutely And people wanted them to go ahead So Are we comparing apples and oranges a little bit? It, it, for me it's two different scenarios Gordon You've obviously got the, the government coming in And saying that they're going to put a ban on these teams playing And uh, In some ways I wanted to play Purely because They have broken the rules And in some ways They would have paid a punishment Hugh These guys that were kind of isolated Wouldn't have been able to play yeah. And it would have been Hamstrung their, in, their team So but they, they got away with it actually In this country We are not big on Following the rules Sure was a lockdown restriction We'll break it So Football authorities Have to keep this game going They can't Trust That a week on Wednesday Will be available because there might be some other coronavirus-related issue that makes a week on Wednesday unavailable. They're trying to keep the game going, and St Mirren did have a proper goalkeeper in on Saturday. Oh, I think Mikey's overlooked one, I think, on the teaser, unless I'm missing something. So we were looking for, since 2000-2001, players that have played for either Celtic or Rangers, Rangers or Celtic, and have over 100 appearances for a European country. I think that must be eight, because... Colin Moffat has sent in Frank De Boer I'm thinking well obviously But then I looked at my list And Frank De Boer is not on it He's got 112 caps So we're adding Frank De Boer That's Thank the beauty of the teaser well, It's a very fluid set up is, is, is Ronald De Boer on it? No Is Arthur Boric on it? No I'm going, What about uh, Ludrup? Nope Larson? Yes mm. uh, Stan Petrov? Yes Stanley only four to get. We'll get them next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans are here with me, Gordon Duncan, and we've been putting Hugh Keevans to good use recently. We'll try to keep him busy. You know, try try to keep him away from. From the babysitting and whatever else he gets up to during the week So we'll try to keep him busy And he's been hard at work and I must say It's turned out just lovely Super Scoreboard, the old firm through the decades It's a new podcast series we've got And it's, it's out now You can um, you can get it right now In the first two part episode Jim Craig and Colin Steen join Hugh To discuss the rivalry in the 60s There's then going to be another one released for the 70s With Davy Hay and Peter McCloy One for the 80s with Peter Grant and Ian Durant And so on and so forth We're going to release them weekly You can find it on the Radio Clyde app On the website or just wherever you usually get 
your podcast So that super scoreboard The old firm Through the decades um, Self praise is no praise Hugh yeah. But having recorded them Some great stories For people to listen to And enjoy Well you know I didn't realise that Colin Steen had scored the goal That stopped Celtic Winning 10 in a row Which he talks about uh, Jim Craig Lisbon Lyon Fund of stories there From him um, And So it goes on Davy Hay and Peter McCloy An absolute joy To have them both in the studio And I urge you Not to miss The reaction from Ian Durant And Peter Grant When we're talking about Mo Johnson Who went to Rangers in the 80s of course And I said to Ian Durant Would you have signed for Celtic? And then I turned to Peter Grant And said Would you have signed for Rangers? <laughs> you can imagine You have to Alec, use a machine You can imagine what then followed they're going to be out every Friday So the first two part episodes With Jim Craig and Colin Steen Already out to jo- They joined Hugh to discuss The rivalry in the 60s Like I say We're going to do 70s, 80s, 90s All the way up So really some, some great stories And for both sides of that rivalry as well Super Scoreboard The old firm Through the decades It is out now Radio Clyde app On the website Or wherever you usually get your podcasts Since the 2000-2001 season There are now 8 players That have played for either Rangers or Celtic and have over 100 appearances for a European country. Steve Davis, Stylian Petrov, Henrik Larsson, Frank De Boer during the break. They gave me other European players such as Shinsuke Nakamura. <laughs> um, have you got any any more? Peter Hustra? No, not since 2000-2001. Joris and Johansson? Yes, what a shout that is. 105 wow. caps for Finland. Brilliant. What about uh, Macaulay? Gareth Macaulay? 80. Oof. So I'm afraid uh, not. Bellamy? No uh, Flo Nope hmm. You've got five Only three to get So we'll get them Before the end of the show Remember If you want to hear Your question on the show It's full time At Clyde1.com And as always You can play along with us uh, Tonight as well Which a few of you are doing I'll try and read out Some of them in a second But I want to squeeze in Quite a, a few other things Before we finish tonight Derek McInnes uh, Says it was vital Aberdeen one on Saturday Because they wanted to please the 300 fans We Brilliant. finally had fans back in It was just a test event But Derek McInnes was delighted With the way that went And the performance on the pitch It wasn't lost on us The importance of winning the day um, The fact the fans haven't been in And seen the team in, in the flesh For so long And I thought the support Were really appreciative um, Of the players there I think they, they enjoyed watching the team Clearly getting back into the ground But there were some real sparkling moments In that first half Real uh, fluidity in the team And pace and I think they would appreciate that. But also for me, the pleasing part was they appreciated the work rate in the team. They, they clapped every block tackle, every every match run, every clearance. And I thought they were very appreciative. And um, that's, that same 300 could come back every week if that's what we're going to get. So really pleased with, that we managed to see their team see their team win. And as I said, it wasn't a loss to us to try and deliver that winning performance. You know, it's five wins in a row. And like I say, I know there's more to come from us. And there might be times where we have to be a wee bit more streetwise with the team selection. But today, being at home, we wanted to try and get as much speed and front players into the team as possible. And we got the balance just about right between attacking and defending today. There's a lot to take from that, Hugh. It's a test event. We actually had fans back in the football ground. And it's great to see. And hopefully it's just a step in the right direction. Dave Cormack's... You know, on social media today saying we, we could have handled 3,000 and then hopefully it goes up. Um, but actually, on the pitch, Aberdeen are ticking along very nicely. Well, we go back to the Aberdeen 8 and the, the, the carry on that took place after the first game of the season when they lost to Rangers and then went out for a night. Um, Aberdeen went through the ringer at that point, none more so than Derek McInnes, who watched his players being battered from pillar to post. 
um, And they had the SFA hearing And all that went with it Derek McInnes The job that he's done Throughout that period Has been second to none uh, they're, they're playing well They're good They're easy on the eye uh, I, I look forward now to their European tie with Viking Stavanger um, because we've got big things coming up midweek and we've got to hope that all our teams in Europe uh, do well and keep up the profile of the country and let's not have any humiliations along the way so they are on fire right now and I just hope that that, that will still be the case when they come back from Stavanger They've got some really good options going forward Gordon they've got Ryan Hedges playing some good stuff at the moment young Scott Wright you know you've got Watkins come in and then you've got uh, Maine You've got Cosgrove coming back as well Edmondson as well Who was in loan from Leeds Got injured Went back to Leeds And is actually healed Quicker than he thought And he's going to come yeah. back up to Aberdeen Absolutely so. And you, you look at uh, McCrory Getting on the score sheet as well it's no, Not known for goals Ferguson scoring goals as well So they're playing well at the moment Because I'll be honest right I was a bit stung by it At, at 6 o'clock But I, I'm getting over it now That you overlooked Alan Campbell For goal of the weekend And you gave it to Ross McCrory um, Because to be fair It was a heck of a finish And it was on his left foot yeah, as well it was Wasn't it, it, was just took it Took it first time yep. It was a really top top finish he's, he's not known for his goals Gordon I think when you do that with your uh, weaker foot you know he settled in very well up and I think Derek McInnes will be delighted with him five wins on the bounce in all competitions so it's going the right direction for Derek yep absolutely and Hugh I know a lot of people have sort of scoffed at it and said oh, 300 what's the point you know hardly any uh-huh. um, long way to go and, and there is there is a long way to go undeniably but I guess we needed to take a baby step at some point And at least yeah. it's the first one um, We need people in on a profit making basis You know 300 is cosmetic uh, Nice to see them Terrific But the clubs need fans in on a profit making basis This coronavirus has emptied pockets Throughout mm. the Premiership And our clubs really need gate income back And you know what Alex I, I'm not going to get carried away Maybe it's a, the, the sheer Desperation Given where we've been But actually See just those 300 Absolutely. Clapping when, when Aberdeen had a chance I thought it made a difference On the TV highlights I, I genuinely did And it was only 300 It just made a little bit of difference Yeah and I think Derek uh, McInnes Has recognised that as well He says he can come back Anytime they want And I, and it does make a difference You know we were, t- we were Talking about Chris Burke uh, On Friday night Saying that you know he's, he's, His running stats are down It doesn't feel Natural Gordon Without the fans uh, Brian's on the line Wants to talk about That challenge On Alfredo Morelos Brian what was your own Analysis of it? Well I tried to go On a Saturday But it was mainly To talk about How well I thought Rangers played I, I got through uh, To The person answered the phone But uh, I didn't go Into the programme Obviously uh, So I wasn't even Going to mention that But it, it's what you said Earlier on The game's changed uh, Any challenge Now And as a follow through and you hurt your opponent, right? That's going to be a red card every day of the week. And there's no doubt that Morelos get hurt because he, he had a gash in his thigh. Uh, so the challenge was very, very high. Uh, follow through. Whether the player meant to follow through, I, I don't believe any player would do that to a fellow professional. I certainly wouldn't like to think it would ever happen on a, a professional pitch. But it was a very high challenge A hot Morelis And how Hugh can say it was a yellow card I just don't believe that I wasn't even going to phone in until Hugh said that See the thing about this is Brian And by the way it's not lost on me That, that this is a phone in And that's that's what it's for You you can you can be as outraged as you want as Hugh But I, I mean Just to use that one example Dermot Gallagher's on TV this morning You also not, not thinking that it's a red That doesn't mean you have to agree with them but are we really in a stage where we, where we debate these things and it's 
It's that ridiculous Or it's that unthinkable To, to not consider it a red card I feel like we just We do get very extreme I, I'm going to go back uh, To something I said earlier I am delighted that Alfredo Morelos Is fit enough To be under consideration For Rangers game Against the Lincoln Redibs On Thursday I am delighted The player has not suffered A serious injury um, But I really do think That people are Guilty of Taking this incident Seizing upon it and making more of it than there really is. In my estimation, and I'm not bothered what Dermot Gallagher thinks, in my estimation it was a yellow card. Now, Brian's on, and in his estimation it's a red card. Okay, he has his opinion, and I have mine. But there's always that insinuation... Of course you can. There's always that insinuation that I have said this for some ulterior motive, isn't there, Brian? No, there's nothing to do with Tina motive. Just, just a fact. See when a player's caught high uh, and he's he's injured, that you know there's a gash. Then to me, that's a red card. And I'm not really caring whether I've got Dermot Gallagher. Dermot has got a habit, and I watch his show quite regular. I, I didn't see the show today, but Dermot reminds me a lot of. Uh, what's happening with Vardy in England uh, where it's referees that are making the decisions in VAR and when a referee makes a decision they very, very rarely or never go against that referee decision so there's a club there uh, so I, I'm, I'm surprised that Dermot said it, it wasn't a red card when your player is caught that high we are follow through and he's injured at the same mm-hmm. time Surely, if you're if you're endangering your opponent, surely yeah. that's a red card every day of the week. Yeah, but that's the thing. I I, I completely get that, Alex, because that's yeah. the that's the bit that we said earlier. The only thing that I think is at least worth considering is is the sort of the timeline, if you like, because we now know that Morelos had the gash on his knee, yeah. and we have now seen you know seen the it's replays just... and so on. This will never catch on This phrase will cause people's blood to boil To be fair to Kevin Clancy In that split second He doesn't know Morelos' knee is cut yep. Do you know what I mean? You, you, nope. you don't then go over a minute later See the cut and then go Oh, well I, you know, I better send them off So yeah. yes, Brian Both can be right yeah. Brian is bang on If you endanger an opponent And then you can say Well, he's, he was endangered Because he's yeah, cut his knee But in that split second We don't know that the knee's cut No, absolutely I think Listen, I think when you go back To the wording of Excessive force And that very much Comes under that bracket So for me it's a red Now, even if we take it At Hughes As a yellow card He's not even done either or he wasn't given a foul And yeah. that's what I'm saying So he's actually missed That actual incident That's I, the, the issue for me yeah. the, It's funny because at, at the time Hugh, when you watch it And the default position here, Gordon, is that if the SFA believe a miscarriage of justice has taken place, they can correct it tomorrow. But if they do not correct it tomorrow, then I don't know what Brian and other Ranger supporters do because the SFA are the fallback. And if the fallback says, no, it's not a red card, what do we do? Thank you to Brian. That brings the curtain down pretty much on tonight's show. All that's left is for you two to come up with the rest of the answers. Players who've played for Celtic or Rangers since 2000-2001 and have more than 100 appearances for a European country. Davis, Johansson, Petrov, Larsson, Frank De Boer. Eight. Um, Keep going. Henningberg? Yes, Henningberg. Oh. Well done. One. O- Ostenstad? No, one more Rangers, oh, one more Celtic. I there. Oh. Senderos? No. Great shout. Let's just say if he was playing with his international side, he may well have lined up alongside Frank De Boer. Arthur? Nope. 
Giovanni Van Bronckhorst Yes Giovanni And the Celtic one He's only you, You've maybe forgotten this guy Because he's To be fair He's only got 146 caps For his country He was struggling Wow Got <laughs> <laughs> uh, initials 146 caps Played for the Republic of Ireland Robbie Keane Robbie Keane 146 caps That's scandalous Right Thank you uh, Hugh and Alex A lot of talking points tonight We'll be back at 6 tomorrow With Roger and Gordon We would love for you to join us then In the meantime Just stay right there Callum Gallagher's up next He'll look after you And we'll speak to you at 6 tomorrow Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Your comeback is on Talk to Thompson's.com